Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Heads this week. We've got a heaps of stories and heaps of news to tell you. And also, uh, a special guest is back. So uh, we'll talk to him in just a second. He's going to stay with us for the whole show. So, but first of all, we are always brought to you by ATHWebHosting.com.au, Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. Uh, nice little Australian service. If you ever want your web page hosted here on Australian soil, well, you know where to go. Uh, all right, what have you guys been up to, eh? Um, nothing much? Cool. All right, let's see who's in the lounge tonight. We have got, uh, in the hosting lounge that is, we have we don't have Will and we don't have Warlock, but we do have Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, gentlemen. How do you do? Uh, Just watching a Coles ad on the stream now. Oh, good. Just keep clicking. <laughs> keep clicking. That's right. just, just having fun. That's right. Now you've got a you got a Kicking go- button, taking names. What? you got a golf shirt on tonight. Is that a, someone playing golf? Like, oh, it's a horse. Polo shirt, mate. Golf shirt. Oh, I couldn't see the horse. I just could see the, the club in the air. Horse. Yeah, the other, yeah, the other side. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. Good work. And, all, and, uh, so, and you've met this other guy before. He's been on the show a couple, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And since then, he's yes. been to the US 3,000 times. He's been to <laughs> Taiwan 5,000 times. And he is none other but our, our, uh, our local resident PayPal brain tree developer advocate, Steve-O. Steve. Steve Cooper, yeah, how you doing? Hello. You've been all around the world and you get stuck with uh, internet <laughs> in Gosford. <laughs> I do, but it, it will be upgraded soon. So, yeah, I, I live in hope that we'll get better and hopefully I manage to maintain my connection while we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last time was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? But I think uh, you were yeah. saying you were getting uh, MBN soon at Gosford. Yep, Q1. Q1, we get MBN and in, so yeah, I'm all signed up, ready and waiting. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so it's actually uh, past your house, it's actually in the footpath? Um, they actually installed it about two months ago, and I was ringing up going, gimme, 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 but they were like, nope, not yet, so I have to wait until, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to wait. Do you, know what sort of, do you know what sort of plan you're, you're getting? Have you gone well, that The best far? one, hello. The, the fastest possible, just yeah, seriously, exactly. just... Just yeah. park an exchange right out front of my door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me the backbone in my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. What were the fastest? That'd be what is the fastest hundred down, hundred up? No, the fastest is about what? A gig, couple of gigs down? Gig yeah. up? University speeds? No Stanford University speeds? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I mean, yeah. anything over a meg's probably going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Anything. What, what are you now? You look like you're probably about, about six down, if, if that. Um, yeah, it would probably be about that. I'm running on dial-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, Milo who sits in our lounge most weeks, who's been with us since day one. He's, uh, he's, he's internet ADSL 2. I think he's down in now. He just he can hardly watch the show. He, most of the time he bails and uh, catches it on the download. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's hopeless. It's hopeless. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's kick off. Well, first of all, we've got an email from Matt. Now, the couple, I don't know if it was last week, Eric, or a couple of weeks ago, we were mentioning the size of Xbox games, but we, we got it wrong. I we think we, 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 apparently, we said that a game was about 100 gig in size. Well, someone said that. Yes. Uh, Your Honour, I cannot recall. <laughs> so, uh, but apparently, do you know how much uh, the uh, typical uh, Xbox game in size would be, Steve? Any guesses? Uh, uh, well, they're Blu-ray discs, so I'm guessing like 30, 40 gigs, easy. Yes, well, uh, Maddie's let us know that uh, 100 gig is wrong. Average is 4 to 40 gig. So the yep. highest being Halo Master Chef. Apparently, at the Master Chef. Master Chef. Master Chief. Master Chief. Sorry. Master Chef. What are you. Uh, <laughs> or is it. Uh, what's it? Uh, it's uh, Matt Grand Preston. Theft Big Brother. Matt yeah. Preston edition. And yeah. it comes. <laughs> It comes in at the, the massive. Fat, the cravat fat ass edition. <laughs> uh, 58.8 gig. 
So that is getting out there, which is four games in one place, plus a beta for Halo 5. So uh, he enjoys the podcast and enjoys the view. So good on you, Matt. Thanks for listening and thanks for giving us some feedback. Excellent work. Thanks for pointing out our error. Excellent work. Eric likes his errors pointed out. (laughs) All right. Let's find out what else is what's been going on news wise. Uh, Microsoft have released a patch out of cycle. Now this is apparently not normally done because we all know it's patch Wednesdays over here in Australia. Uh, but but did you know they're trying to get away from patch Wednesday and call, the patch terminology, and they're trying to educate everyone to be calling it the update Wednesday. So well, keep that well, in. <laughs> very hard to um, change uh, twenty years of actual patches because the software was so crappy that that's actually what it was a patch well then the software was originally released unfinished if you if you believe the show you know silicon valley and all that was that the show that name of the show wasn't it silicon valley oh yeah i think so yeah probably is probably what if they windows 8 still unfinished that's why they're going to bring windows 9 out in about six months (laughs) hey steve what happened to windows 9 do you reckon um yeah, that's right. They skipped it, didn't they? They're going to ten now, I think. That's right. Oh, so you know, that's obviously, right. you obviously don't care. You know what it was. <laughs> you know, when you travel from the states and you come back here and you lose a day. Hey? Yeah. They had it on the plane. It was Windows nine. When they got here, it was Windows ten. Yeah. <laughs> they lost it. They lost a day. Lost a, Lost a, Lost an edition. Now talking about dates, uh, Steve, you've been quite busy, haven't you? In real, really, you've been to the states oh, so many times. But in the in this last month, coming up to Christmas, you've you've been once and going back again. Tell, better yeah. give us a bit of a rundown. We'll leave that Microsoft story. Give us a rundown on your meanderings first, please. So uh, I literally just came up yesterday from uh, from San Jose where we had the uh, the Battlehack World Finals. Now I think I was on last time talking about Battlehack Sydney, which is where we had um, had two hundred odd developers in a room and they had to develop an app using PayPal and Braintree in twenty four hours, then present to a panel of judges. Um, so we took the winning team from that over to San Jose, San Jose to take part in uh, the Battlehack World Finals, which, um, yeah, was on the weekend. I slept about an hour the entire weekend. There's <laughs> um, loads of, yeah, there's, there's a picture of the winners. So um, the Aussie guys did really, really well. Um, there was uh, literally a lot of blood, sweat and tears going into their act. Um, in the end, Tel Aviv won it. Um, so they... Um, they managed. They did an app that uh, would let you share your Wi-Fi connection. You pay pay via PayPal, um, and yeah, you could uh, basically rent someone's Wi-Fi connection. Wow. Um, so for yeah, for someone that travels overseas a lot, I can completely utterly see a, a use for this app. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, they. So you yeah. could what you so the there would be a uh, a Wi-Fi connection would come up on your phone as available, and you'd just go yeah, I want to rent some, pay the dude. Gives you the password or something. Yep, that lets you connect through the actual app itself. Wow. So is this the same? Is this the the same uh, uh, software, say, that they took to the to to their, to their qualifying battle hack, or is this a, a total? Um, yes. No, no. This this is what they actually built in twenty four hours. So they they did, built and designed this entire app and got it working and demoed it in front of uh, the panel of judges. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. They did did amazing work. I mean, all the all the hackers did yeah, absolutely amazing. I was there with them the entire time. So, and what's yeah, the, I what's, not went into it. Yeah, what's the like atmosphere like when uh, there's a room full of hackers? Is there a joviality or is it serious? Is there stress? Is there swearing? Beer drinking? Um, what's the sort of what's the the vibe? So at at first and and. The, the world final is somewhat different to, you, to your average hack. I mean, battle hack in general is different to your average hackathon. Like we really, it's a, it really is a major production. Like we have a production crew. Um, we have you know uh, a full schedule run through of where, like even as staff, where I have to be, what I have to say, like what what we're doing. There's a, a complete another itinerary. But world finals, it's a whole other level again. So. Mm. It was fully decked out. We had ice sculptures. We had DJs. Um, that we even had a VIP mentors dinner where we um, wow. uh, had the likes of Bill Reddy, the CEO of um, Braintree, at the table with the hackers. Um, John Donahoe was there, the eBay president. Um, so we had this really high caliber of sort of mentors. Hopefully, you see my camera flicking on and off. So hopefully, I'm still there. Yeah, you're still there. Um, you're right. <laughs> but it was a. Um, it was really was like a complete whole other level of, of hackathon. Um, mm. And this was my first first world finals, not 
obviously I can't take part, but I'd love to. But yeah, um, yeah, this was—I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so it looks like a bit of a party atmosphere after the after the Tel Aviv one. So, how many countries yeah. were represented? Were there? Uh, is it uh, Asia four, Pacific? Uh, fourteen teams all up, uh, which I. Th- we had a couple of American, a couple of European teams. It might have been about 10, 12 countries all up. So, yeah, yeah like nice. people from all over the world. There was, there was teams there from everywhere. And how did the Aussies go? Did we, did we get a place or did we just... Um, we didn't end up in the top three, but um, the guys did extremely well. Top 14? Uh, yeah, we ended in the yeah. top 14. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lovely. The hack, was, the, hack the, the Aussie guys came up with was, was good. They actually, um, they actually were one of the few to use the 3D printers that we had on hand. Oh, I um, So they, um, they, they created an app that would let you um, uh, basically uh, um, an offline social media app. So and it was around, around the whole premise of breaking the ice. So they had like a, um, a 3D printed ice cube with some uh, hardware inside and that would let you connect with people around with similar interests. That's wild, isn't it? Imagine letting these guys loose. Like they, <laughs> that's well, wild. That's literally what we did. We gave them like all this tech. There was um, we had Philips light bulbs. We had, and I was I actually went on a few shopping runs to get extra stuff that they would need, like sandpaper and putty and. Oh, oh and probably the weirdest thing I got asked to go shopping for was three cans of soup. <laughs> really? What was that for? To eat? No, no. Um, so the Canadian team who came second were using it for OCR to be able to uh, for blind people to be able to see labels and stuff on cans. Yeah, right. So right. yeah, I had pretty particular. The first time I bought soup in the US, like from the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so because uh, so, yeah. I know you've only been associated uh, with Battlehack. How long has it been going? Do you know the Battlehack um, concept? This is the second year, um, and I'm already in planning for the third, for next year. So it'd be okay. three years. Now, do you find? Um, from from um, just from what happens after Battle Hack, do any of these ideas make it to say production and then and then to a fully fledged uh, product? Yeah, actually, we um, we see if a few go through um, the the Russian guys that won last year. Um, they actually took the hundred thousand dollars and started their own agency. So uh, they all quit their day jobs. They um, bought some stuff and yeah, started their own business. Yeah, right. um, and quite often off the publicity alone even if you don't win like the publicity alone being able to sort of build from that and mm. yeah, get some more build, build something from it it's the opportunity now did it just the winners or did everyone go home uh, with a, the finalists go home with an axe or was that just the winners um, no so all the everyone there had an axe from their individual cities oh, so nice. every time they won they conquered their city they got axes the winners they got gold axes Oh sweet, nice, <laughs> nice work. Yeah, yeah so that's uh, very exciting. I watched. Uh, I believe it was streamed live on YouTube, but I didn't see it live. But I, I did watch some yes. of it as a as a replay. So that was. Um, ah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was it, it was streamed live, and of course I was I was standing right there. <laughs> I was really <laughs> tired, but yeah, I was standing there. It was it was amazing. Yeah, and, and were you one of the judges? No, 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 no. We had um, we had uh, Bill Reddy and some some other. Just sort of high profile. No, right. I definitely, definitely not. I was actually one of the people doing one of the um, one of the team doing code review though. So I was, there was three of us doing code reviews. I was going through checking on their code to make sure oh, everything yeah. was as it should, should be. <laughs> yeah, and now, now you've come back from San Jose, and now what? You're home for two hours, and you're going back again. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I've got some. I'm in Melbourne next week for a couple of events. Then I'm in Wollongong for the university hackathon, um, Hackagong in oh. Wollongong <laughs> next weekend. Sweet. Yeah, next weekend. And then I come back for another hackathon in Sydney, home for three days, and off to Miami. Oh, that's a hard life, Miami. That'd be that'd be <laughs> nice, wouldn't it? I'll be. It's a, it's it's a long long way to go. Yes, <laughs> yes, it would be. Yes. Have you been to Miami, Eric? No. No, I haven't. A place of interest for you? Not really. Mm. And no. uh, <laughs> what, have you got any interest in Battle Hack? Not really. No. Okay. Well, oh, you, oh, you yes might. You have. He's got a. He's got a. A, 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 a little <laughs> pilot flame of interest. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be extinguished. I'll. I'll, I'll blow some air on it soon. <laughs> So get it going again. Now, all right. Well, let's uh, go back to the Microsoft Kerberos patch. I don't know if that's how you say it. Steve, have you got any ideas? Kerberos patch? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Now, this security <laughs> bulletin covers a privilege escalation vulnerability in the 
the Kerberos security subsystem. So anyway, it's not, not important to us, the normal Joe. Apparently, it's in all, all the Windows systems. But, uh, however, it's only really called into action if you are on a server with Active Directory or a similar network environment. So only servers and the like are risk of attack and only if the attacker already has valid credentials for the domain. So there you go. We'd be pretty safe, I think. Unless we're, yes. run, unless we're running a server. Eric, that'd be you. You better look out for that. You better update Patch Wednesday. Oh, mate, it does. What are you talking about? Yeah, you'll go, you'll go in tomorrow. It'll be all down. That'd be <laughs> no, no, I log in. Uh, it does it every... What's today? Yeah, I would have done it already. Mm. Wednesday, it would have done it. Uh, would have done it last night. Oh yeah, sweet, nice. Now, um, now moving on. How about now? This is probably a story that everyone's jumping up and down with. Uh, Netflix. I guess we're all waiting for Netflix Australia. Yeah, I'll. Um, I think it's. Uh, it was just a matter of time, but I'll wait and see what they've got on offer. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have the full catalogue. Oh, they won't. Not right. initially. They don't, because they've got, li- they got licensing agreements with Foxtel and whatnot. They can't just take that away from them. No. So there's a... Uh, there's but a mis- over time, they'll build up their library. I'm now, sure. yeah, apparently it's uh, going to be... It's been announced. It's going to be available from March 2015. Long rumoured, apparently, as we, as we know. Netflix, Netflix hosts its video content in the Amazon Web Services S3 storage service. That's a mouthful, isn't it? And has developed its own content delivery network, the Open Connect CDN, on top of Amazon Web Services EC2 compute service. Now, the only one that knows what we're talking about would be Steve, because I know he's into Amazon. <laughs> but, um, ISP in, ISPs in Australia and New Zealand approached... Uh, by IT News, where this story had originally come from. Not surprised by today's announcement. Speaking on condition of anonymity, citing commercial confidence, several said they had already begun negotiations with Netflix and started to prepare their networks with open CDN. Caches and peering arrangements with Netflix via the AWS instance housed in Sydney's Equinox Data Centre. Oh, it's all uh, technical. What's going on? ISPs in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, it's the same paragraph. Oh, there you go. I did it twice. So, uh, uh, Netflix, uh, good or bad, Steve? Any? What's your opinion on Netflix? Get rid of Foxell, get Netflix. Uh, it's it's a brilliant service, and I think video streaming is where things are going to go. Um, as for whether two hundred thousand plus current subscribers are going to switch over to an Australian connection when they're already VPNing and getting different content in the US, another mm. question. Yeah, is that yeah. the, is that the figure? Is about two hundred twenty thousand. That was the last one I heard a couple of months ago. That was, and that's only an estimate because, I mean, how do you tell? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, apparently there's a few people, two hundred twenty people doing it, thousand people doing it. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I suppose, is this going to put a, a strain on our network, our broadband? That's what I was about to say. Um, yeah. Well, Steve's point is exactly right. Why would you switch to pay possibly more money here in Australia? Because we always pay the the Australian sucker tax mm. to get less content, so they'll stay where they are. Secondly, um, there is, it's a well-known fact that between the, the hours of about 7 to 10 at night in a lot of major cities in the States, the internet grinds to a halt because of Netflix. Yeah, right. Because everyone's going, right, Netflix, kids are going to bed, let's see what's on, nothing on TV, bang on the Netflix. It's just the traffic, everything, everyone hits the highway. Yeah, Yep. So, um, do you think uh, Netflix Netflix can succeed? Seeing that you know, like say Steve there, or at the moment in Gosford and Milo down there in Nowra. No, they won't be getting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would no, you be, it, look if you've got a cable connection or an NBN connection, you'll be you'll be fine. Yeah. But if you've got a standard ADSL connection of anything less than fifteen megabits, you're going to grind to a halt. I reckon. Yes. Um. So I know someone locally on a similar connection to me that's VPNing it, and yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. It's um, it's pretty good. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah, well, look, I don't know if they've got the technology that compresses the the signal, but just but still gives you a um, a good picture. Like you know, when you're on streaming websites, you can watch a flash uh, stream of something, and it's a very small file, but it's crisp and clear. So maybe if they've got that going on, that sort of thing going on, you might mm. be fine. Does, uh, does, Net- does Netflix uh, buffer? Like, if it's having trouble, it just... Yeah, it'll buffer, yeah, it will. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, I'll yeah. give it a shot. There's no, I'm not poo-pooing it. That's for damn sure. I'll give, definitely be giving it a shot. Yeah. I guess the, the difference it's going to be for the likes of um, Presto, because I actually tried Presto as well. That's the um, the subsidiary of Foxtel that has like the video streaming. Oh, yeah. Um, they only do SD. So when you, when you bring up this, SD, yeah, yeah, they only That'd be like SD. watching you. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um, wow. So, <laughs> and when you try and set that up on a decent-sized TV, yeah, you're going to basically see exactly this picture. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put uh, Presto up on a 4K screen. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. so, so you've heard of Stan, Steve? Stan. <laughs> Stan? Stan's, Stan's an idiot. Have you, you haven't heard of Stan? No. What's the Stan? Stan is the channel... Go to, go to stan.com.au. Stan is oh, the, like the Channel 9 version of something or other, but apparently it's going to be HD, so, uh, yeah, give it a go, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, just Stan. They just called it Stan. I don't know why. Just probably that's the guy who thought of it. What should we call it? Stupid television advertorial <laughs> nuff-nuff. <laughs> well, they probably go, hey, uh, what should we call it, Stan? Yeah, okay. Hey, Stan! Stan! Yeah. Stan! Oh, fuck it. I'm going to call it Stan. Oops, sw- Oops, swear word. Edit. Yeah, that's great. Let me just write that one down. That's yeah. uh, 2325. Good work. There you go. Good work. All right. Now, um, all right. So let's get off uh, uh, Netflix. And uh, let's be- what's the next one? Has anyone else? Have, have you got any stories, Eric, that you come across through the week? I was actually going to put the Netflix one up. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Have you got anything else to say about Netflix? Um, no, except for I think it, they will make inroads. Foxtel will see a dip in their revenue, and they'll just then start pulling out, you know, better, better deals for their packages, which mm. will benefit the people who are still on it. So, look, this could be a good thing overall oh. for everybody, not just. Foxtel Rose will roll their prices. Quick Flicks will roll their prices. Mm. Netflix will roll their, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get in there. It could be a good thing. Well, Foxtel's already think, um, already decreased their prices by 25 bucks for the basic package. Well, they're starting. That's right. And then they know Stan's coming. So. <laughs> Stan. yes, there, there is other, there's other players coming as well. I can't say who, but I know that there are. Oh, no doubt. I'm probably, well I'm, I reckon there's probably yep. two or three coming. Am I right? Mm, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a couple that I know we've been working with. So, yeah. There so, you go. Can't so say much. No. So would you even say that uh, as far as, okay, so we pretty much say that ADSL probably can't really handle too much of all this sort of stuff. But even with the cable, I know you're getting, uh, would, is cable able to, if everyone in your street of, say, 50 houses wanted to watch Netflix at the same time, would is cable good enough to handle that? Oh, Do we look, reckon? Well, first thing is that if they're, we don't know how many people in the street are on cable. Uh, no, that's the first that's thing. Um, secondly, look, I don't know. There's going to come a point that it's it will grind if everyone on the street has cable, and everyone on the street is on Netflix. But what are the chances of 100% of the people on your street that are mm, actually signed sure. up to cable? A lot of people yeah. who've got cable in their street just ring up Telstra and go, oh, "I want ADSL because that's what they know," and they're not even on. Mm. They're not even on cable. So the chances of 100% of the people in the street being on cable and those same people signing up for Netflix. Highly unlikely. I can't believe like, you know? I go around to people's houses and, you know, oh, no, probably half a dozen I've, I've come across so far say that you walk in and the internet is just, just pus. Dog slow, yeah, yeah. It is dog slow. And I say, who are you with? They go, Optus. And I go, geez, that's really slow. And I like, it's about one down, you know. And, and Yeah, uh, and, and uh, meanwhile, they've got cable because they're watching Foxtel. What are you doing? Yeah, and so you look around and, I, and you go, you got Foxtel? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, and so you push don't, this, People don't click. It doesn't click that if yeah. you've got Foxtel, you can get cable. Yeah, because but anyway. they're stupid. I don't know. Oh no, it's just you know, no people don't know. People aren't aware of this sort of stuff. All right, uh, let's go across to uh, looks like Samsung. Now they they've well, they've got a thousand phones out on the market. Apparently every week. Yeah, but apparently that's all going <laughs> to stop. They're cutting down the number of models because they're apparently they're not making any money. Reported Too fragmented. Yeah, an almost 50% drop in profit during the third quarter earnings last month after reporting a 20% drop at drop three months earlier. So they You reckon uh, Tim Cook was punching the air? Probably. Yeah, a couple of high fives with Johnny Ives in the in the in the tea room. In the in, in the spaceship. 
Yes. Now, uh, Samsung had a, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So Samsung previously had a lot of success versus its competition by doing what Patrick Moorhead likes to call the spray and pray method. The shotgun method, the buckshot method. <laughs> yes. So, uh, now, Patrick, if you're wondering, Patrick Moorhead, I should uh, tell you that he is the president and principal at Moore Insights and Strategy. So the spray and pray method. Uh, have you ever adopted, uh, well, Steve, you ever adopted a spray and pray? No? Spray and pray? Spray uh, have you ever adopted out. Yes. When you're out, no, no. As a developer, when oh. you're out, what about when you're out at nightclubs? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Eric spray and pray, spray some figures no. around and pray they Never. all add up. I'm a very targeted individual. Good to hear. Uh, now, if you wanted any size, waterproof, standard, one with a pen, uh, one without a pen. They offered pretty much every type of model everywhere. That is actually a really good move when you are a giant in the industry. You don't have to determine what people on the whole want because you're offering everything. So anyway, that's all coming to a stop. Now, apparently this is going to slow. You won't see an immediate slow, but apparently this is going to start. You'll see the reduction in models probably about quarter two next year. Right. That's in second quarter, not quarter two, ten. Second quarter next year. Next year. All right, so uh, we're all across that one. That was good. Now, oh, here's a good one for you. This would be one uh, after your own heart, Steve. A five-year-old passes <laughs> Microsoft Certified Professional Exam. How's he going? Smart cookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty smart. Yeah. So, uh, have you are you a Microsoft professional, Steve? No, no, I am not. <laughs> no. What are you? I mean, uh, I know the. <laughs> I'm a self-taught developer. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess this just this just shows. Uh, I've turned my video off too, so it's less grainy and more connected. Okay. Um, We've got just. Yeah, so that might now. help. Oh, there we go. It comes up with my picture now. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this this just shows you what Microsoft have done though over the years is position themselves as like the easy to use operating system that you know, it's, it's ingrained into the culture now. So they're picking them up at younger ages. He's old though. So, but uh, this guy, Ayan Qureshi, Qureshi, yeah, from Coventry in the UK, has become the youngest person to pass the Microsoft Certified Professional Exam. Now, he found that his father found that whatever he was telling him the next day, uh, little Ayan would remember everything he said, everything that dad said. So he started to feed him more information, giving more and more and more. And then Ayan's mastery of the motherboard convinced him to enter him for the Microsoft exam. The exam, which takes around two to three hours to complete, includes up to 90 multiple choice questions. Now here's a sample question. I've got a sample question. It'll be good to see if uh, Eric would know the answer to this. Know the answer? All right. Do you know the answer? All right. I haven't read it yet. No, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll read it. Oh, you, not, you, you won't know, but I'll be, I'll be good to hear a comment. Now you have right. a computer that runs Windows 7. You start the computer and receive the following error message. <laughs> Boot MGR is missing. Press control or delete to restart. Right. You then start the computer from a Windows 7 installation media. You need to ensure that the computer successfully starts Windows 7. What are the two possible ways to achieve this goal? A, run startup repair. B, run startup, run system restore. C, run boot rec rebuild BCD. Or D, run BCD edit create. Can you, can you make, is there, is there a possible two answers? Like... You yes. know, C and D or A and B? Yes, there's two. You need to... There's uh, two. Uh, All right, what are A or B? Yeah. Steve, you got any ideas? Yeah, I'm going to go with B. Yeah, or two. You got, there's two. I, I would have said the same as you guys. Yeah. A, A and B. I've come across this problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've, <laughs> I've just... Um, I've come across it too. I just read... Re and the only that. reason I know the answer <laughs> is because it gave me the absolute beeps and I just... And I worked it out. <laughs> Yeah, 
Well, that's what you do. Like, if you've got the disc there, you might as well put it in and see if you can do a startup repair. So anyway, Ayan reportedly spends two hours a day. He's a smart cookie uh, learning about operating systems. So he just sits there learning about well, operating systems. Well, he gets systems. it from someone. His old man's a programmer. So Yeah. We'll make him a PC pro columnist as soon as he's old enough to break the child labor laws. All right. Well, there he is. So, uh, that's all right. That's pretty good. At least he's not making the computer on the side of the road. Side of the road. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, like he might, like five years old. How much? Like, jeez. Like my, my little bloke, six. He, I don't know. He wouldn't remember. This bloke hasn't even started school yet, mate. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I've, I suppose, I know, you got to start them young, haven't you? Like, uh, the little little daughter, she's uh, said she wanted to build a web page. So I'm going to show her how to do that, just like a WordPress thing. You've got to start them young. When they're young, they're sponges. They don't, they retain everything. Yes. You could teach a kid three languages from the age of zero to ten. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, her little friends at school, they're all uh, Japanese little friends, and she's coming home starting to talk Japanese. Good on her. Yeah. Keep at it. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. So um, I downloaded her a little app off the iP- on the iPad, you know, how to learn Japanese and all this, and, yeah, she's, she's taking it and running with it. So, Good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, laughing. All right. Uh, Steve, did you have anything else or anything you wanted to talk about this week? Um, oh, yeah. So I just got to try and put my video back on. So I um, actually got one of the toys that I picked up in the US because I just got the Moto 360 watch. Oh, that looks terrible. That's all right. I've got a graphic. Anyway. Oh, wait, and the little charger. No, that looks terrible. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I got the, um, yeah, the Moto 360 watch, which I think is about to go on sale here or has just gone on sale here. That's from the wall. It's um, it's it's actually it's not bad. It's probably one of the nicer looking Android-based smartwatches. The, the only thing is you need to connect it to an Android phone at the moment. There is talk that some at some time in the near future it is going to um, it is going to be able to connect to an iOS device. But um, yeah, nice. Um, the Moto 360, it's 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 basically a, a fancy way to get notifications on your wrist. Yeah. So it's going to buzz, buzz whenever you get one of those little notifications in the top left, top bar on your Android phone. You still need a phone. For this one, you still need a phone to actually interact with that, though. Mm. Do you think that this whole iWatch thing, iWatch thing is going to take off? Do you think they're going to be a big, a big seller? Um, at this, you know what? I think the, um, the, the actual protocol, the platform, the Android, um, the Android Wear uh, interface, I think at this stage is still in that in that um, let's see where it goes phase. So, like they've created the tools and a lot of the functions behind it. The hardware is being left somewhat up to the manufacturers to find out how they want to use it. And I think that when the Apple Watch comes out, it's going to really change that again because they're going to have things in there that they don't have in the Android watches mm. yet. And we often see that with a lot of the Apple releases, the Android will will catch up and. Vice versa, they'll they'll sort of switch things between themselves. Yeah, well, there was a story that we covered on the the Aussie Mac Zone last Tuesday, and it was something about some analyst predicted that the iWatch, which apparently you're not allowed to call it an iWatch, it's supposed to be an Apple Watch. I'm not sure why yeah. they've kicked the eye off, but anyway, uh, the Apple Watch, and it's they reckon analysts are saying that it's going to in the first quarter or whatever, it's going to be like selling about 10 billion. The income from it would be 10 billion revenue from it. So they're predicting yeah. it's going to go crazy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it will go crazy. It's not my thing. I won't be getting one. Not my sort of thing. I like traditional watches, you know, just the mm. standard. Well, um, since I got watch. since I got a phone, I've taken my watch off. I don't have one. So well, that, there's there's a lot of that. I, I know a lot of people like that. Mm. So you'd you'd be a watch person, Steve? You'd be getting going get no. one? No, no. I did exactly the same as you guys. I could. Well, it's exactly the same as you. When I when I got my smart device, I didn't need a watch. And no. Now I've got a watch again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the only time I want a watch is when I'm in the pool or something, you know, so you can see what the time is. So so are you yeah. gonna do? You, are you gonna do? You think that the the Apple Watch say is something that could grow on you, or you think oh yeah, good for a gadget and a bit of a buzz, and but I'll put it aside. It might grow on me at the third iteration of it, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's still in that new. The the whole idea of the the wearable smartwatch is still in that new sort of yeah. Double phase. Yeah. 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 And, and when it gets like some traction and gets some useful apps, I think they're still trying to see what, 
Yeah. I think they're still trying to playing playing around with concepts and seeing waterproof for me. There's no point in getting a watch that isn't waterproof. Every watch I have, and I have quite a few, um, they're all waterproof. I can all go I can go in the ocean with them, I can go in the pool, I can go in the shower. Because I hate if I've got a watch on, I hate taking it on and off. If I take it off, I won't put it back on. Forget it. Yeah, these one, these ones are definitely not waterproof. Right. So, well, I won't be wearing it. <laughs> so, because the other issue for me is like, say, charge is like, say, charging. You know, like every yeah. night you've got to take it off uh, to charge. Yeah. So the um, the Moto three sixty has a reduc- uh, one of those wireless chargers, like a little housing dock you fit it into, which is kind of annoying when you. So when I was on the plane, fifteen hours, I had to carry it with me on the plane to plug it into one of my quick chargers right. to be able to charge the watch. It lasts about 10 to 12 hours. So the battery on this one's pretty good. I know, but the more functionality you add in, so some of the Samsung watches, you start to lose that run, that much time. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You've got everything running in the background. and You know, it's, like a norm- yeah. it's not like a normal watch where analog battery sitting there because all you do is, it's, you know, those second hands really don't take up much energy. But, so, uh, remember, but when you've got a, the en- something like that, it's just it just sucks the life out of it. Mm. The, the good thing was, though, like while I was on the plane, like while I was on the plane, I um, opened up my Android studio and basically built my own theme. So I was able to <laughs> change nice. the watch to what I want. Of course, yeah, I had to do that. What else are you going to do on <laughs> um, the plane? <laughs> I can, um, I can, yeah, you can change it around to whatever you want. So Yeah. So remember those old analog watches, oh, if, you, if you can, that they used to wind themselves? Like, why can't they put that technology in the, these watches? Is is the yeah? I think the different moving parts, the different part. I, you know what it is. The, yeah. What's the best, the best source of energy in the world that's abundant, um, slightly dangerous, but lasts forever? I don't know the sun, uranium, nuclear. Hello. Yeah. Plutonium straight in the watch there. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> You'd never get through the airport. Your arm would fall off, but hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably would well, too. Yeah, well, sorry. There's always uh, thorium. Thorium's called fusion, and it was it, it was debated back in the 50s when they were looking at nuclear. But no one's busted really cold. That, that's a tough, that's a tough nut to crack. Thorium works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know that works, but the the whole the concept of cold fusion. Is that yeah. when it's done properly, it can actually, it's uh, as powerful as nuclear, but as safe as coal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it's very tough to get it. It's, well, someone will get it one day. Then I yeah. just put yeah, my it's, car. Yeah. It's a transfer. Mm. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So so um. Yeah. So that's all right. So so a little watch. Yeah. I'm not sure if I if it's gonna work for me, but we'll wait until we'll they wait come out. I'll be very interested to see how things go. Definitely, mm. I'll be watching it. Um, very closely. Mm. Now, what you could do is you can uh, take your little watch on your hand, you can walk down the street, you pass a telephone booth, and you go, hmm, a Wi-Fi hotspot. So, apparently, mm. Telstra has offered a free trial of the first 1,000 Wi-Fi hotspots. Telstra customers and non-customers alike will get free access to the first 1,000 spots, switched on as part of a limited trial of the Telco's $100 million national Wi-Fi network. Now let me see if I've got a graphic here for this one. I probably do have somewhere. Now, apparently all the, the um, you've got your phone boxes there. There. See your phone boxes there, but uh, yeah, I suppose those phone boxes might as well be most might as well be used for something. Well, yeah, that's right. There's so many getting pulled out, isn't there? They're just not getting used. Tell me. I hardly have seen them. I don't. Th- I haven't seen a phone box in a long time. Telstra in May announced plans to invest more than 100 million into this into this network, involving 8,000 Telstra-built hotspots in public phone booths around the country, and 1.9 million Wi-Fi access points provided by its customers. So this is, uh, I suppose, interesting. Is it like this? Uh, the 1.9 million Wi-Fi access points provided by customers would be, uh, be uh, say, you're walking down the street. And then you come and send someone, you're getting Wi-Fi from someone's home. They've set aside a certain amount of bandwidth that you can access from their home on your device. So so already, like, you could see, because when, Steve, you mentioned about, you know, you, you can have a, what, PayPal pay someone to buy Wi-Fi, this would be a competitor yeah. already. So is yeah. this, is this well, where it's going? Well, Fantastic. hang on. Does that mean that I could put, uh, attach something to my Wi-Fi and people can pay me if they want to. Well, the Telstra yep. version. Oh, is that right, Steve? Sorry. Yeah, that's what. So that's the app that. Oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh. 
Because yeah. um, yeah. I know on this trial, for example, I go to um, regional Queensland at January each year, for example, and I don't want to um, pay for hotel Wi-Fi or whatever. So I end up, there's a hotspot close by. I can log into that using my credentials, my home credentials, and I'm just using my own data. Right? That's part yeah. of this, isn't it? Ah, um, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's how the Telstra one works. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how the Telstra one works. So I can use my own data yeah. anywhere in Australia so I don't have to walk around with a 4G dongle or whatever. Um, that, yeah. See, that's what I like the idea of that because, you know, the yeah. network, uh, the, the uh, internet connections in hotels are generally pretty crappy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, Eric, you could always, uh, if you could always, uh, if you're going to, uh, where'd you say you were going? Western Queensland. North, regional Queensland. Regional Queensland. North. You could look for your lo- for your nearest and local loon. Apparently, the uh, loons are out. Oh, the loon. Yeah, we'll see. That's the other one. They're out and about. The Google's Google's released another one into the atmosphere. Uh, its its mission is to bring internet to regional areas of the world uh, via. So how does that work? And how high is this loon? Well, uh, I can tell you from what I've got here. Uh, so it's it, the Google is going to kick off a 20-balloon trial with Telstra in Queensland. Uh, the Google project loon officially commenced in New Zealand last year when the company launched 30 balloons in the skies above Canterbury in the South Island. Now, I saw a loon when I was, I think it was before I was going to the US myself. And, you know, call me a nervous flyer, but I was just checking flight radar 24 all the time. And uh, I saw these fun... It was a UFO, did you, mate? I thought so. Yeah, I had to run inside, and I saw the uh, I saw the loons. What turned out to be loons, so that the, they're out there. Uh, so the project uses solar-powered balloons operating about twenty kilometres above the Earth's surface to, to create a wireless network, offering users equivalent speeds of a three G network. So that's fast enough for yeah, most things. Work. If it's in regional Australia, that's perfect because. Um, um, I'm off to Port Douglas in January, so, you know. Just look for your local loon. Yeah. So the, the balloons, yeah. yeah? The, the, the only thing is with this project is I think they're going to find it's a bit up in the air. Ha-ha. Ah. <laughs> Good one. Now, <laughs> the, the <laughs> balloons, which span about 15 metres in diameter, carry 10 kilograms of equipment. Uh, operated by adjusting their altitude based on wind direction and atmospheric layers. Users of the service cannot... Users of the service connect to the internet through a dedicated antenna attached to their premise, which communicates with the balloon network and back onto a ground station acting as the point of interconnect. Well, that's good for the farmers. Not so good yeah. for me. I don't want to have a, go out for lunch and have an antenna stuck to my head. No, nah, you can just put it down on the back of your shirt. So it just pop out. Above it'd, be like having, it'd be like having a mobile phone of 25 years ago. <laughs> well, we've got to start somewhere. Now, Project uh, Loon... Uh, trial in Queensland, as first reported by the Australian, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Telstra prov- will uh, we'll see Telstra provide Google with access to its 2.6 gigahertz spectrum and terrestrial base station. That's about all, really, in that story. So, yeah, look out above. 20K. Would you be able to see 20K into the sky? Uh, no, you would be. Good night, maybe. Yeah, 20K. That's how, how high do planes fly? They're about 10, 11. Double that. Um, yeah, the international go 40. 40, 40k? Yeah. No, that's 40,000 feet. 40, feet. 40, 000, yeah. yeah. 40,000 feet, not metres, is it? So how many? That's about 11,000 metres. 13,000 metres? Oh, yeah. Something like that. So these would be... Well, I suppose it makes sense. They'd have to be higher than the planes, wouldn't they? Hang on, but they said 20 kilometres above the Earth's surface. Yes. Not 20,000... Not, th- not, not 20 kilometres from Earth. So that's quite a long way up. That's in satellite. That's in the... That's, that's up in there. the... Um, what do you call it? Stratosphere. The, uh, the, the stratosphere the, with the satellite, the orbit. Yeah, it's right. It's a satellite orbit. So it's, yeah, 20... You would, yeah, well, you might see, because you see satellites moving yeah. across pretty quickly sometimes. So 20, yeah, 20 kilometres above the Earth's surface. Yeah, well, so... it's, it's about... Uh, it's 60,000... Let me think. It's about 80,000 feet to the... To the, um, to the uh, what you call it, atmosphere... Right, the planes fly at forty thousand. Some mm. fly at fifty, so it's quite a way up. Not yeah, way it's, up. it's up there. It's up there, all right. It's up near the moon. <laughs> yeah, look out, look out, moon. So 
So uh, yeah, so uh, that's interesting, isn't it? So they can yes. they can sprout down your your three G from twenty k up in the sky. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Google's well, doing the satellite. The satellites are up there anyway. The three G satellites, so it's no different. Yeah, Google's doing a lot of yeah. uh, research and stuff, aren't they? They're pretty. They're pretty good. They're going all right. Uh, oh, now another story about Google. Jeez, rolling these stories into each other. Google rents the world's biggest digital billboard in Times Square. So Google, Why? <clears throat> because they got too much money. They just got, yeah, Google yeah, has because Google. That's right. They Google. <laughs> they put chips in in the harbors and all this stuff. Google has become the first company to rent the world's largest and most expensive digital billboard in New York, Times Square, New York. It's apparently, it's eight stories high. Uh, that's pretty high. Yeah, estimated to cost uh, around about two point five US million, and they're uh, and it's, they're going to hire it for four weeks. The billboard is eight stories high. Bad. Yeah, and it estimated it cost two point five million to hire. So two point five million to hire yeah. for four. But what weeks. are they putting on it? The screen, which is the size of a football field, is mounted on the side of the Marriott Marquis Hotel. The new billboard was turned on on Tuesday evening and will show a nature-inspired digital art piece for a week. So there's, uh, there's uh, 750 million gone, or whatever, 750,000. Uh, and it will show, after a week, it will show Google ads. So I wonder what sort of Google ads it not Surely not just stationary ads. It's pop-ups. <laughs> Text <Yeah>. ads. <laughs> it depends what you're searching for. Yes. I wonder who... Yeah, what pop-up uh, pop ads. It'll just, you'll be driving along past Times Square and this thing will just pop up in front of your windscreen. <laughs> like a HUD. Yeah, that's right, just to give you the irrits. Hundreds of... I'll and tell then you... you yes, sorry. And the, then when you have an accident, it'll, they'll, they'll, come up and say, they'll, they'll come up and say, need an insurance company or need a repairer. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, that's probably that's probably good interaction, isn't it? So, because I don't know about, about you guys living in Sydney, you probably do have these billboards, but we've got now built up here on the Gold Coast. We've got billboards on the on the say the overpass, right? They're big electronic things. They're huge, and they're yeah, they're br- safe, and yeah. they're bright at night. Yeah, that's right. And like you can see this billboard. So as you're going, you know, they're on the overpass. On the overpass, you go under it, and the overpass goes over, obviously. So as yeah. you're going under it, you can see this sign. I reckon from about oh, two kilometres away. Yeah, you can't see actually what it is. But as you get closer, and it depends on what it is it because it is so bright and so big. You your eyes do gaze up. You know. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. Yeah, and you're taking your eyes off the road. I think it's very dangerous. But anyway. Who, who, who am I to change Listen things? To you, you old fart. Yeah, I know. Who am I to change <laughs> things, eh? Now, the screen is also connected to cameras, allowing for interactive content. There you go, Steve. There's, yes. There's, <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably about 30,000 cameras in there just watching everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Google <laughs> likes watching. Watching here. Yeah, they do. They like watching. Watching there. It's one big Google glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Eric, did you have anything else? I think uh, we might be... Coming towards no, I the think, end. Uh, I think that is all. Uh, Steve, how are you going? Have you got anything else to talk about? Or are you just... um, I think I'm good. Yeah? When's Battle Hack yep. next year? Same time? Around the same place? Battle Hack? Yeah. Uh, for next year? Yes. Yeah, same sort of time frame? I can't say yet. Oh. But there'll be an announcement coming out next week. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to get any. Ex- Don't give it away. No, I didn't want to get any exclusives or anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, um, yeah, we're just crossing Thinking. off the finals. Yep. Now I've been planning for the last two weeks. So. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Now, uh, so you're going. Sorry. It is definitely. It is definitely coming to Australia next year. Nice. Again. Nice. Good, good. I think well, I think that's excellent. I'd like to see some of these. Well, I, I would say my, probably the top those fourteen projects that that were created in that room. Probably each one of those projects yeah. are probably um, are probably viable to be produced publicly and mass produced. I'd say they were all well, probably pretty good. Funny you should mention that because um, so the, the the boys from Sydney, the um, gearbox, the thing that I, they actually won with Sydney, um, the sports utility box that they put in parks with sports equipment. Mm. And you use them, use their mobile app to uh, rent rent the sports equipment from it, um, pay by PayPal, of course. They um, they're actually launching that in two councils uh, very soon. Actually, I'm um, 
working with them at the moment to do their press release stuff. But yeah, they're um, right. they're actually rolling that into production. So oh, yeah, nice. it is it is full steam ahead for them. How would they? I know that this is not your uh, project. I know, but uh, but how would they say <laughs> make sure that the the soccer ball was returned? Like, would it? Do you have to put a deposit um, in or something? Yeah, there's there's a deposit left when you, when you do the app, so it can actually if you don't take it back, it um it just charges you for the actual for for the thing you didn't return. Yeah, right. So would it be like you have have some sort of identifiable electronic device in it or something where it sort of would scan as you put it back in, and it would just go. Um, yeah, I actually don't know what they went with, but originally they were talking about using NFC. Um, but there was a few things I was looking at, uh, be it weight NFC and also um, OCR. So right. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, so, what do you what do you get up to on your time off before you go back to the US? Just R and R. Wait, there's there's time off now. No, yeah. <laughs> I've um I've actually Someone told been what time working. Off? Yeah. Time off? Yeah. No, no. There's planning there's things, things I have to do between events. So I'm planning for next lot of events. I'm submitting white papers for events next year. I'm doing all my admin. So I've got yeah. I occur a, a couple of expenses here and there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, there's there's always there's always something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, sorry, when were you? When do you fly out? And what were you doing again this coming US trip? Um, it's actually a um, like a internal conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Sweet. And uh, weather in San Fran that's getting a bit cool now. I'd imagine. It was. Oh, that's why they're going cool. to Miami, mate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got colleagues in Chicago as well. Well, that's where the Braintree head office is, and um, one of the, the engineers from Australia was over there um, mm. this week, and he said it's snowing. Oh, so, yeah. Can it's you, minus uh, two or the, something. Could you just give the us a, cold's a, a quick, uh, say, a definition of what Braintree is, please? Yep. So it's a, it's a back-end merchant um, gateway uh, that allows you to accept um, paper Power, credit card, Bitcoin, yeah, Bitcoin, um, and Apple Pay directly into uh, your app website. Um, and in as little as 12 lines of code, it's ridiculously easy and so quick to integrate um, and super, super cool. Um, yeah. So, 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 the, so Braintree, so this t- little 12 lines of code essentially is yep. Braintree. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, right. uh, well, Braintree is the back end process. The 12 lines of code is just how you integrate it. Right. Using okay, the, right. Um, the V.0 SDK. Right. So anyone planning on doing a uh, e-commerce site, check that out. Yeah. Nice. Most definitely. Yeah. And we're um, working on integrations into WordPress. Um, Magento is close, although mm. it is reportedly in uh, Magento 2 when that does get released, and I do not have a date for that. Uh, it won't be in Magento Go. Um, yeah. Won't be, won't, that, hey? won't be in Magento Go. No, because no. Go has gone. gone. <laughs> it's gone, all right. <laughs> all right, lovely. Good work. All right, uh, I think that's about it. So um, thanks very much for coming on, Steve. And I know you're pretty tired. You only just got back home. So, uh, yeah, appreciate your uh, attendance. Very good. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for coming no in. No problem, as sir. Usual. Thanks for having me on. And uh, Will and Jace should be back next week, hopefully, uh, having a, a week off for a bit of R&R themselves. So good work, boys. All right. So until next episode, let's say uh, goodbye and see you soon. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye.